a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, everyone. Wow, I just had like a voice crack. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston, and this is Jesse Smiles. Drinking grape juice? Bubbly? Oh. No, I thought grape it, juice. It, it looks like a Welch's grape juice for some reason. No, it's a blackberry bubbly. Cans, but mm, they don't. What's, what is it? Is that alcohol? No, this is just a sparkling water. Mm. I've once again disappointed you. <laughs> Not a fan. Today's episode is unhinged. At least my topic is. You're like not even ready for it, I don't think. I've literally no idea what to expect. Well, I suppose we could just dive right into it. Because sure. I am actually kind of excited to show you. So there is this couple, this Christian couple. And yes, it is important that we mention that they're Christian. I know I, I'm not here to come for anyone. It's just relevant to the topic. There is this Christian couple that kept popping up on my For You page, as well as my brother Joey kept showing them to me. And he's like, look at this. And it would just be videos of them sitting down, having a very like tense, passive aggressive conversation about their like challenges as parents and uh, as a couple in general. And he is a walking red flag. He gives me an I'll save it. I'll see if you get to the same conclusion as I get to, but he gives me bad vibes, uh, needless to say. So they go by the name of Nate and Sutton, and I am just going to show you what the girl looks like because her face, I've seen it somewhere and it's driving me fucking insane. Is she like, I know this is stupid, but I thought she was one of like the Duggar girls or something. Like, I was like, where have I seen you before? Um, She kind of looks, I feel like she looks like a lot of people. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I feel like I could find like several brunettes in Hollywood okay. that she looks Maybe very that's similar why I think to. I her somewhere. Almost kind of like Allison Williams a little bit. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yes. I think that's who I think she looks like. Not one of the Duggar girls. Oh, interesting. So they are very, very, very religious. And... <laughs> I know, but it is important. We got it. Funny enough, they met on Christian Mingle. That part's not Shocking. relevant, but I thought that it would be funny to bring that up because I find it funny that people actually use, I mean, even Match.com when I see people like meet on there and I know a few people are married. my mom and Yeah, bro. I know so many people. I'm like, damn, I guess those things really work. The questionnaire you have to fill out is like literally like it takes you three days. So you better really? find your husband. Oh. <laughs> I'm not putting all this work in for nothing. They are, I mean, I don't want to doubt their love, but just seeing them interact for two seconds on any video is very alarming. And so I had seen alarming. them. Yes, alarming. Like scared for her, like girl run for the hills type of vibe. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of people have been noticing that he's extremely toxic. He says things that are like putting her down. Some people have accused him of being a narcissist, whatever. And all these clips were circulating TikTok. But I was like, you know what? I don't know if there's like enough there. It's just a few clips, whatever. Until today, I was like, you know what? Let me look into this Nate and Sutton, you know, these people because they keep popping up. And 
unintentionally, I found so much crazy shit that I'm like, are you actually joking? Like, what the fuck? How have you existed on YouTube for I don't know how long? Well, I was just gonna say, how crazy is it that there are so many people that have fault? Like, they have 200,000, almost like 186,000 subscribers. That's not like, obviously, like, it's not millions, but it's still a lot like yes and that we have no idea who they are yes and they're just now being called out for what can only be described as batshit crazy content like they're getting on camera and thinking they're being like raw and vulnerable and saying oh, the most no. heinous shit i've ever seen so one thing that i found so they have three kids right and one thing that i found unintentionally completely just stumbled upon by you know clicking around on tiktok was this insane child abuse Ch trigger warning so it was like jesus i know trigger warning for this couple in general for child abuse transphobia homophobia possible like emotional abuse like witnessing him like just being very weird to her and like playing games with her so trigger warning for all that this is a video that is now deleted but it was up for a while and they confidently put it up and they actually i have a little clip of them saying that they shouldn't even have to put disclaimers out for talking about how they parent their kids like the guy said that he's like you know i don't need to put disclaimers out for everything like we're just talking about whatever and then proceeds to say this no let me take let me take a step back let's get real i take them to the car i give them a whooping i then buckle them in their car seat and then i close the door Make sure it's not too hot for a certain amount of minutes. And by the time, and then we go back and then I say, are you done doing what you're doing? And then once they're done, then we go back inside. And I've only had to do that, I'd say less than five times. Halston was being a pain in the butt at restaurants for a while until I, he, we had to draw the line. I think you did it realistically probably two times. And now you just say, do you want to go sit in the car? And he's like, no. But that's what I'm saying, my belief, and you can have your belief, but my belief is that we as parents in today's age are a little too gentle with our kids. And if that's working for you, then great. But I know with our kids, maybe it's because they're boys. I don't know. Maybe I it's because you're bad parents. Bring the hammer down sometimes. The uh, way I was so flabbergasted when I saw that. Just want to clarify, did he say first that he was he would give them a whooping which first of all stop then he uh said he leaves them in the car when it's hot like when it's off when it's hot when the car's off like he just leaves them in there and makes sure it's not too hot oh that's actually illegal and to make matters worse they are all i don't know the exact ages i know for a fact they are all under five years old Oh my God, I don't have kids. I don't know anything about parenting, but like literally I think of how, like even with dogs, when you're training them, there's never a time that you're supposed to have negative reinforcement. <laughs> it's all positive and not to compare children to dogs. I'm just, that is my no. frame of reference. And it's like, are you kidding? You don't know how to parent your kids. So you're just gonna scare them into not doing it in the future? I know, I feel like really strongly about this and this may piss off some of our audience who are parents and hit their kids. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be 100% on, I don't care. I think that hitting your children is the laziest, most 
emotionally unintelligent way of parenting ever. I have a, exactly. an autistic child who is very hard to manage behaviorally, okay? He has a lot of behaviors and outbursts and certain things that are very hard to manage. My daughter is getting into her toddler years. She cries when I don't like let her touch a hot stove, okay? It's like really hard to hear them shrieking and, and upset all the time. And I've never understood how anyone can see any of their children struggling emotionally to regulate themselves, to understand. I, I see a lot of these parents be like, oh, they like, they meant to do that. Like they're trying to get me, like rile me up. No, they're fucking not. Their behavior is developmentally appropriate 99.9% .9 of the time. Children are not malicious. They don't have the intent to bother you. When you do this, you are showing them. I don't even know what the fuck you're showing them because you're scaring them and traumatizing them. How are you gonna do this? And then if they go to school and hit their friends, then you're gonna tell them, you don't do that. Uh, but you yeah, that well, and that's me. a whole nother part to it is you're also normalizing violence. <laughs> I don't care how mad you get at someone in the real world out in the real life. You can't hit people when you're upset. So why the fuck would you hit an innocent child who can't defend themselves against you? Just because you're too lazy to stay consistent with managing behaviors and positive reinforcement and guidance, it's not the easy way out. Gentle parenting is not the easy way out. I was just gonna say, the thing is, is that this is like a quick fix for bad behavior. Cause it's like, oh, if they're bad at restaurants, well, will scare the shit out of them and then they won't be bad at restaurants because they're going to be sitting there too scared to do anything because they're going to be like, oh my God, that last time. And then guess what? That's going to haunt them for the rest of their life, even if they don't realize it. Even the threatening. So I think my, my parents are amazing parents, but my mom used to, and this was a very like typical Cuban thing, is to threaten like, oh, do you want to go to the bathroom? That's what it would be because the bathroom is where like shit will go down, you know, like if you were at the restaurant, but it never went down. Like she never hit me in the bathroom. The threat was enough. If the threat wasn't <laughs> Enough, but I also learned from a young age, I was like, she's lying. Like, she's not gonna do it. You know what I mean? It's like this weird inconsistent, like, where does my parents stand? Why are they saying this and oh, then not see, doing this? My mom was much more um, the silent treatment. Oh, that's actually really harsh. <laughs> that's like I know. almost more harsh. I feel like from a young age, you start to gather that behavior and either learn to sneak around it, which is 100% what these kids are gonna do when they get older, is just be like, oh, my parents are insane. So I'm just gonna like lie to them and do whatever the fuck I want anyway. It's weird because I literally just passed a clip on TikTok this morning that was, I don't watch the Kardashians ever, but it was a clip from the Kardashians and it was Scott like flipping out at Corey Gamble because they were all sitting at the table and, um, they were talking about like Penelope had scratched someone and Corey was like, oh, I would have beat her ass or something if she was my kid. And then Scott lost it and was like, oh, you gonna beat my daughter and like freaking out. And it was just like such a difference of opinion that both of them were not letting down on. Well, the people who beat their kids or hit their kids or smack their kids, whatever the fuck you want to call it, are... Number one, more than likely they were hit themselves as children. Yeah, I was going to say also victims. Of and abuse. then they say, I turned out fine. And so I'm going to do it to my kids, to which I say, you're hitting your kids. So I don't think you turned out fine. And then number two, they just like, that is the parenting they learned. They learned that. So they think that's how you parent. And then it, the fact that they can like excuse it or like uh, rationalize it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll rationalize it because it was provoked because the kid did something to deserve it. And so that's why it's not like normal abuse because normal abuse is just like random and uncalled yep. for. I'm sorry, as a parent, your literal only job is to guide your kids and love your kids through life and doing this fails them. Like there's nothing that hitting a child teaches them. What, to harden up, to hit people when they're mad, to uh, let their emotions get the best of them. Like what is it teaching your kid? You're failing them. Again, literally, that is the thing you learn when 
when you are training dogs. That's like the first yep. thing is in no world is negative reinforcement going to be the way you're going to train your dog to be like a loyal, well right dog. You have to pick which positive reinforcement and it's not easy. Yeah. But then you don't have the repercussions afterwards, which is like a dog that freaks out at certain things or like randomly yeah. is going to bite you. Again, I'm sorry that I'm comparing these to, <laughs> to but dogs, that's what but you know. it's just yeah. like such a crazy... Like, if that's for dogs, what do you mean, children? You're going to, like, are you kidding? I know. And people who want to, like, say, oh, gentle parenting is for, like, gentle kids. Like, my kid is Rambo. You ain't got sh- nothing. And I mean nothing on my son Noah. You don't got shit and you don't know shit. And I know that for a fact. To say, like, oh, maybe it's because we have boys. Do you know the shit my son has done? Like, feral, I tell you. Feral sometimes, that boy. The fact that, like, I have never hit my son. I have raised my voice at my son. And I have always apologized afterwards. Because guess what? When it's hard and you learned how to emotionally regulate yourself in front of your kids, they start learning, okay, so... Number one, you don't want to hurt people. And if you do hurt people, I should apologize. I should acknowledge what I've done. I feel like we all grew up like our parents could do no wrong. Like everything they did was yep. made a decision and they, they made know and everything. It. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was like, well, my parents don't know everything. They're definitely imperfect people. And I think showing your kids that you're an imperfect person, if you fuck up, there's no shame in being like, hey, I fucked up. My bad. I don't know. All of that is going to lead children to being better more civilized human beings. But no, then there's people like fucking, I almost called them Matt and Abby. Do you know that that TikTok couple? Just another yes. version of this. <laughs> to further their wonderful parenting, I oh, just man. landed on a Q&A. And in that Q&A, or not even in that Q&A, on the title of the Q&A, they clickbaited the whole scenario by saying, what would you do if one of your children came out as gay, bi, or trans? Oh my God. They, I feel like they're the people that also have like videos of them in Target. Like, look it, they're trying to sell us the devil. I'm so happy you brought that up because I found a screenshot of them asking people to boycott Target because of the pride thing. (laughs) I swear. They literally asked people to boycott Target because pride? Never. Okay, so let's hear how they answer the question. They might surprise you. They won't. The camera quality is really good. What would you do if one of your kids came out as bisexual, gay, or trans? Hmm. Never really thought about that, but I know that I would love them like I think you love them through that and you don't support it because you know that's not what we believe in so I wouldn't like support their actions but I would still of course love them and try to like help them help them through that yeah I would love them for sure I wouldn't change my love for them at all but I would also um I feel like I'd be in the fight with them because I know it would be um, very tempting to act on their desires. And I would, I would fight with them to resist the temptation to live in sin. Like I will with all other sins. If you could change one thing about your... I have so many things to say. What should I say I should hold back on? They're no, like I mean, one brochure away from um, sending their future kid, or I guess they have kids, they're just young. To conversion therapy? Exactly. You know what's funny is that it's not funny, but like they hide behind their religion to spew bullshit like this, which it is bullshit. I'm sorry. You don't love your kids because if you say I love my kids, but you know, if they turned out a certain way that would, I would just basically be heartbroken and but uh, fuck uh, you don't love you don't love your kids the way I love my kids the way they're talking is like how like true crime like the parents of the murderer are talking like well I'll always love him what do you mean you would fight 
through their desires. I'm like, what are you talking about? So they ask people to like boycott Target, right? Because of the pride thing. So I imagine you are the people who don't let your kids watch Lightyear, okay? Because a, a, a couple kisses for two seconds and then it's a girl couple. God forbid. I don't know if they look like they have any guns, but I would say if they did, that they were definitely shooting up uh, Bud Light cans. I feel like these are the typical couples that try to shield their children from anything and everything that has to do with being gay, bi, trans, whatever. And if they have kids that are gay are still not at, like looking at the evidence of like, you can shield your kid from whatever the fuck you want. They are gonna be who they are. Do you not understand? I need to see if I, I'm sure I had to have liked it. I passed a TikTok last night that was a lady that was, it was like a parody. And she was talking like conservatives talk about gay marriage and about just gay people in general. I'm like, no, well, I'm not gonna let them watch any movies or like, I'm not gonna let them do this, blah, blah. But it does it from the other perspective. And it's so funny because it's so like, I don't understand how they can't see how hypocritical it is. Of course. And, and the thing is like, they literally think that media and stuff is what's making people gay. That's another one I saw is a girl going, oh my God, I've seen a lot of good uh, TikTok content recently. Um, it was a girl going to all the people that think that there were no gay and trans people before the year 2000. <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> Like, I know. now they're just a little more comfortable with saying they are. It doesn't mean they didn't exist before. Homosexuality and trans people are nothing new. I cannot stand those people that will see a trans person and go, the world is truly coming to an end. As if gay, bi, or trans people did not exist prior to the year 2000. You see, the problem is that past generations have grown so accustomed to people being in the closet that they don't know how to function when it comes to people being out of the closet. Well, back in my day, we didn't have all of this. You did. You did. You were just naive, out of touch, uneducated, or all of the above. So I'm not here to convince you to be for or against the LGBTQI plus community. I'm just here to tell you to read a book because their community has history as well. Well before the 2000s. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Literally, fuck, it's so annoying. Oh my God, wait, uh, oh crap. I thought that was it, but I don't think it is. Oh, yay. It's so good because she's so deadpan that I like didn't realize what it was at first and then I was crying. I know I can't force him to be gay, but I'm gonna highly encourage it. Like, my son is still really young, and anytime he smiles at a man, I say, oh, he's flirting. Um, and I bought him a onesie that says, gentleman's man. And um, I'm not gonna allow him to watch TV shows that have heterosexual couples. Like, I just think that that's inappropriate for his age, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I just think he's just gonna default to being gay. Um, it'll at least take him a while to figure out that he is straight if he is, you know. So it'll buy me some time. Bro, literally. Like, that's how they sound. I actually, like, always correct family, friends, whoever the fuck, when they're doing that weird shit with my kids. It's like, oh, she's flirting. Oh, this and that. And I'm like, can you fucking not? Like, that's disgusting. Like, seriously, since my son was a baby, they were doing that. Like, oh, he loves the girls. Look at how he's, you know, flirting with the waiter. I'm like... He doesn't even know where he is. He's a baby. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like the whole like sexualization of the LGBTQ community is ridiculous. It's such bullshit. There's so many other creepy things that exist in the world that you should be attacking and you aren't. Yep. <laughs> it's always coupled with immense hypocrisy and intentional ignorance for what's happening on their side that they should be checking. This is like one one last thing. This is a, a little off topic, but I thought it was so ridiculous. I passed something the other day on Twitter, I think. It was like a paparazzi picture of Millie Bobby Brown, who is not much older than 18. And she was in the ocean and it was a man 
tweeting it. And it was something about like, she has a banana or something because People, now that this whole like anti-trans movement has taken over as a political movement, apparently, I've seen this a lot of people like zooming into crotches or even just like based on someone's appearance, assuming that they are transgender. And it is so absurd to me that the same people doing that are the same people arguing that like trans people can't use the same bathroom as them because it's so inappropriate. I'm like, Oh my I God. I wish that was new, but do you remember the whole Lady Gaga, like hermaphrodite thing? Oh, oh my absolutely. God. That was ridiculous. And I loved her response. Oh, I loved her response. It was so good. She's like, what did she say? Like, yes, I am. Or maybe I am or something like she was like. Yeah, oh, it was very something like, what if I am? Yeah. <laughs> Would that be why a problem? Yeah. Why is it any of your business? Literally. Yeah. Why the fuck is it anybody's business? Yeah. It's like these people who are saying too, like, oh my God, these trans people are like trying to push this on us. It seems like you guys are a lot more consumed with it than anybody else. I feel like nobody else is even thinking about it half as much as you are. I saw a clip of Matt Walsh, I think. Oof. Uh, Probably. He was trying to like spout the statistic that there's millions of trans transgender kids is there even millions of transgender people the percentage is so small of the population literally it's 1.5 percent or something and then they looked up the kids and it was literally like in the low thousands like not even like tens of thousands it was like 2,000 a year are like looking into gender yeah. affirming care or something yeah. but he was like well I really, I, at least hundreds of thousands. <laughs> After they literally had just read the statistic, there was like 2,000. It's so embarrassing. Like, you started at millions, then no. Like, stop inflating this to be this like takeover when it's not. Yeah. So moving on back to Nate and Sutton, because like I said, I was just perusing around their channel and I found this video that was titled, We Are Being Attacked. So they have a lot of like really dramatic fucking video titles like this is the most important video we've ever made things are going downhill i don't know they're just really really dramatic and so when i saw this i was like they're being attacked like maybe they're talking about being attacked online no they're being attacked by um the devil demons sinners i, I don't know let's see the lgbtq D probably them too <laughs> the alphabet mafia <laughs> the alphabet mafia <laughs> i feel like he looks different in every video we see right he does what is his deal what's going on guys so I knew this video was gonna be coming, I just wasn't sure when I was gonna be able to make it. So I was uh, reading in the Word this morning and it kinda just hit me and I'm like, today's the day, I'm gonna make this video. And so as you guys know, we just moved into this house, which we're so thankful for. Uh, but it came along with so much spiritual warfare and attacks from Satan that it almost became, I almost wanna say it was comical but it wasn't comical because it's never funny when you're being attacked by Satan. But it was so obvious what was happening that it was just kind of like, wow, I can't wait to see what's on the other side of this because Satan really doesn't want this to happen. Um, so without getting all the details of it, the last couple of weeks, you, as you guys know, me and Sutton and the boys were left homeless. Um, we were without a house for a week um, we sold our house and the very next day we were supposed to move in this one, but due to all kind of craziness, there were, was a delay in closing. And so we were homeless for a week. So 
people, when they saw him refer to themselves as homeless, if you didn't catch that, he's homeless, he says. With that house in the background? Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, they're extremely well off. So they used to film in a ginormous house and then they sold that ginormous house and now they bought another ginormous house. In between those two things, those two transactions happening, the buying and the selling, they had to exists probably in a very nice hotel (laughs) yeah i was about to say oh my god i have a friend right now um who just sold her house and she is having to stay with her parents for a month because her new house won't be ready yet she's not homeless like that's not what homeless means i could see someone saying that as a joke he is not no he says it a million times throughout this video but what i will say is that his followers called him out and were like you're not fucking homeless you're rich go away and he responded in the comments and said i love that it's sponsored by BetterHelp." oh my god is it sponsored by BetterHelp? oh my god of course it is why wouldn't it be christian counseling Christian counseling. at betterhelp.com is that a, like religious specific counseling it's not yeah, i was gonna say i don't think BetterHelp has an, a religious affiliation but wow interesting they just throw christian in front of everything BetterHelp doesn't have any standards <laughs> Christian, hello, fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so he responds um, to his followers who were saying, hey, that's not the correct use of the word homeless. And he says, I see a lot of people don't like my use of homeless in this video. By homeless, I was meaning that we didn't own a home for a period of time or a place that we could call ours. No, we were not living on the streets. And I don't ever say that we face the same hardships that homeless people experience. And I apologize if that came off as insensitive to truly homeless people. However, I encourage you to not let that make you miss the point of the video. The focus focus of the video is not if we were technically homeless or not, rather that we experienced hardships and challenging times during the period in between homes. The fact that we didn't own a home is not what I was referring to as being the most difficult part. There was much more that went into it that I oh didn't go into detail in this video. Did chat GPT write that? Oh, oh my God, I know it's so bad. The main point is that we were under obvious spiritual attack coming from all different kinds of directions. And these were some of the lessons I walked away with. I wanted to share them with you in hopes to help you with spiritual attacks from the enemy when you deal with them in your own life. So he's basically being like, you fucking idiots missed the point. That's not what I was saying. And we're like, no, we know what the fuck you meant. You're just extremely privileged and it's annoying that you're using the term homeless. That's what we're trying to say. Just acknowledge it and that's it. Nobody's missing the point of the video. We're not idiots. We can grasp two concepts at once. And no (laughs) one actually thought you were saying, like, that's the point. Like we see you in the giant house. We know you weren't actually homeless for a week. We're not stupid. So anyway, I just found that interesting. I was like, oh, so he's just an like a douche. Like the way he responded, I was like, uh, ew, you're, you're weird. What's funny about all of this is that we have not even gotten into, it's quick, I promise, we're almost there. But we haven't even gotten to why they became like relevant on like TikTok. Like people started noticing that their relationship dynamic is horrendous. So oh, that he's the worst. See. Yeah, he's the worst. So there's a couple clips. I'll just start clicking on them. One was from a video where they were asked what their favorite thing was about each other. <laughs> As you can Let's imagine. Like Justin and Haley. As you can, oh yeah, yeah, it's giving that, it's honestly. It's like, uh, everything, I don't know. What's your favorite thing about each other? <laughs> if you're done with these guys, and if you are like- Oh, and by the way, I couldn't find like the original, so th- this has some commentary on it, so bear with us. I think my favorite thing about Nathaniel is the way that he is like always seeking to do the right thing. This isn't the perfect fundamentalist Christian couple response or interaction with regard to this question on both ends. I don't know what is. Like I just think he really like truly values God's opinion in like his life and what he's doing and the choices he makes and even down to his thoughts. Just lose yourself in this religion. 
all the way down to your thoughts. I would love to hear people share what they love about each other that actually has something to do with the person. I just feel like I can really trust him because uh, I just know that he's living for God and doing what God wants me to do. What more could you want than that? That doesn't sound very convincing, does it? What more could you want? Yeah, she did sound a little wow. What a great compliment. I would say my favorite thing about you is... I swear to God, if he mentions her virginity. I think I've always said this. This has kind of always been my go-to answer that. I would say how I just feel like you're such a great mom. Of course. They do love me. <laughs> oh my God. Why would you put this on the internet? Wouldn't you watch this back and be like, babe, maybe we should take that, take that again. You would think so, right? But there are so many situations like this one and we'll see a few more, but like that, that is her everyday life. That is not a awkward on camera interaction. That is her interactions with her husband. And she justifies them because she has to live with them because number one, they don't believe in divorce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as someone who grew up and I've said it before, my dad was a pastor and my mom wanted to divorce my dad and stayed for years longer than she wanted to because of the church and because people discouraged her from leaving him. And she was unhappy. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. So that is like super toxic, but that is their relationship. He is, I don't know. He seems very just disinterested with her in general. He doesn't, like, that's the thing is like, I don't usually feel too strongly about other people's relationship dynamics. But also what's weird here is that usually YouTube couples have they Some fake it. At least they have a fake <laughs> chemistry. Yeah, like, what is this? Like, they're not even trying. That's and what's he, scary about their dynamic. It's like, your relationship's fucked and you're just, like, living with it and you don't even see it until people on the internet have to point it out to you. And that, like, maybe, maybe, not really, but, like, maybe in real life, you could be like, she didn't notice that he kind of, like, rolled his eyes after that or, like, that he didn't see... It's on camera. I don't know how she wouldn't. I notice every little thing my husband does. I, I, that's why I said, maybe not really, like, doesn't make sense. But, like, even if that reality did exist. Well, and also, it's I on mean, camera. even though his answer was horrible, her answer was also, like, what do you even say? What does that mean? No, well, that's me every time someone talks about I mean, it is awkward to try to just say something you love about your, your you know, spouse on the, on the you know, like on the, what is that called? On the go? Maybe, but I think you could come up with something better. Like we know you're religious. If that's your favorite thing about him, oh my God. If I were asked like what my favorite thing about my spouse is, him being a great father would be one of them coupled in with many things about him that I love dearly. Like, it's just like, you can't just like that she's a great mom because guess what? She's also your wife. She's not just a baby making machine that then takes care of your kids. No, I mean, that is what she is to him. Oh my God, no, and that's what she admits to being. Like literally she, she talks about like just submitting to your husband and your husband's the one that provides and you need to do, like they're very traditional religious. I mean, literally, I feel like I'm watching like one of the Red Pill podcasts. Yes. Because I've seen a clip kind of recently that I watched because someone else reacted to and it was like a bunch of guys trying to be like if a man is abusive or like I think yeah it wasn't even cheating I guess they went to that eventually but it, the main argument was if a husband was abusive in a relationship is the wife allowed to leave and the guys are like well, no, because divorce isn't real. Like, you can't oh get a my God. divorce isn't a thing. And then they have this whole, like, little debate when the guys even at one time say that it's, like, a very extreme example to say that that abuse might extend to the kids then. They were they're like, well, that's that's extreme. Like, why are we even talking about that? As if it was, like, such, such like left field example. But then it ends with, okay, well, so... What if the wife cheated on the husband? Oh, get a divorce. Without any irony at all. And it's like, are you 
kidding? No. And they say like that the wife should just learn to like weather the storm basically and like buckle down and be like, it's a phase. The abuse they refer to as a phase. In that same argument, when it eventually does go to the cheating part of the conversation, one of them give the, a girl gives an example. Fucking Pearl. Oh my God, I can't stand that. Things. Oh my God. I fucking hate she, her. I can't. Like I, people have asked us to do a video on her. I, I can't. can't because I, I would get too mad because she's so stupid. I she can't makes handle me it. angry. I'm pretty sure it was her. She refers to this uh, scenario where it was her grandpa or some or grandpa and grandma that they or it might have been even one of the guys on the show that was saying it. I don't know. One of them. It's all the same world. That it was like the husband cheated on the wife and they couldn't get a divorce, but he left her for the girl he was having an affair with. Like he left the house and was living with the other one for years until she died and then he went crawling back to the first one and then in that same debate then later in the conversation they're like oh no if the wife cheats on the man though divorce but the wife has to wait around while you literally left her for another woman until that woman died the really sad part is like you can look in this girl's eyes like when they're interacting and like you see it like you see the hurt and the pain and yes she talks about like how she justifies it obviously she has to she's consumed by it and she lives with it every day but like genuinely you just see her brain kind of wondering like oh this is this is my life like kind of thing like where you just I don't know how many nights she probably has sat with herself and being like okay this is the way it has to be like this is just this is fine everything's fine it's like that Spongebob or what is that meme the dog and the fire yeah and saying this is fine everything's fine everything's fine fine. that's her on a daily basis and it's like you have to imagine also those people growing up were fed this like dream life where it's like check all these boxes and you're gonna be happy then not being happy but then like feeling like you have to be like she's like ah this is so great it's literally checking all the boxes too because they I did see a video talking about the Christian Mingle thing and his like requirements and they both required virgins so that's something they're pretty open about so they wanted to date a virgin he said that if it it he calls it it I guess his wife or like the partner that he was gonna end up with he goes if it hadn't been a virgin then I would have been a virgin my whole life meaning like maybe I would have married someone who wasn't a virgin but I would have never touched them does he he really refers it it says it that's such a weird way just because it that will almost would make you think like oh maybe a man yeah <laughs> like not Perhaps. just to women no so there's multiple videos of this kind of dynamic one of them that was actually really popular and for some reason i couldn't find it so we'll have to find it and put it in here but i was looking everywhere for it it was about her talking about how he had told her twice in one week about how she should go work out she felt like because he never touches her like she literally says he's not mr like physical touch like that's not his love language because he doesn't affirm me in that way or complimenting me on my looks nor but only mentions my looks when it's time to go to the gym or be like, hey, maybe you should do this workout. That would be helpful. Then she felt what everyone would obviously feel, which is that your husband doesn't like the way you look. How else would you interpret that? That's not you being a dramatic girl. But he very much makes it like that. Like he's just like, uh, you know how women are. Like they, she basically read into that and I was supposed to read her mind basically. Like literally he doesn't give a fuck. So that's the popular video that went up on TikTok and we'll show it to you guys here. This is probably our longest lasting argument You said that we should leave out some of the details though because she thinks that what I did to her was so bad. Three times or so within a weekend, Nathaniel had mentioned working out to me. When you go work out or when you do work out, these are the workouts you could do. And at the time, I hadn't gotten back into working out yet. I had a baby three months ago. I'm taking care of two other kids. We're moving into this house. Like there's a lot going on. This is what I'm hearing. I don't like the way you look. You need to go work out. (laughs) And you only want to know where it went from there. It really got to me when she started telling me all of these things that I was saying to her, but I actually wasn't saying to her. She was just hearing them through her women, woman 
filtered. Sometimes you just have to do what you gotta do to show your spouse that you care about them. Marriage is such a sacrificial love. You gotta lay down yourself and your wants and what you think. And, and even what makes complete logical sense. The things that I needed, one, I feel like I have really become a girl of words of affirmation. This is not Mr. Words of Affirmation. He doesn't give those freely. You gotta earn it. <laughs> if leading up to this workout conversation, he had been complimenting me or reassuring me that he does like the way that I look, I feel like I would have taken it a lot better and not been so hurt by it. When I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, he hasn't complimented the way that I look and now he's talking about me going to the gym. Like, he doesn't like the way that I look. Like, that's where my mind went, which is so sad. Like, you never want to think that about your husband. I needed an apology. I could move on way faster from something if I were to get an apology. You don't have to apologize for what you said or what you did, but bare minimum, you can apologize for hurting my feelings. So you can at least say, I'm sorry that what I said hurt your feelings. This is what I meant or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> um, she, and this happens a lot when we get in our arguments, that she needs an apology. Like her life depends on it in order to move Don't on. Don't be dramatic. Almost this. like I mean, this is supposed to be helpful. Don't be dramatic. It is, but it's a dramatic story. You know, something gets to the point where I really like in her mind. She's like, I can't move on without an apology. And didn't say you didn't say that, but is that true? Oh, Mister, don't put words in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, but it's true sometimes. No, so. no. What I told him is, I can move on without an apology, but I can't promise you how long it will take. Okay. Me. With and wanting an apology is no big deal, no problem. But you shouldn't need one. Like my takeaway from this whole experience was to not be so dependent on an apology, which I don't feel like I am. So let me ask you a question. What do you think is the most Christ-like way of living? Do you think it is being able to move on? I think it's do unto others. Do unto others. Okay. So <laughs> do you think it is to be able to move on from an offense with or without conditions? I do think, I do think it is important for you to be able to move on without having to have an apology. But I don't think it's fair to like put a timeline on it because they don't know how much it hurt your feelings or like how deep the hurt went. I wanted to just step away, so I took Levi and I went on a walk and then I came back and he was like so mad. He was like, where did you go? And I told him like, I'm just walking around the neighborhood. He's like, don't ever do that again. And I didn't know, but he had like some trauma attached to that. And ever since then, I haven't done that again. Like if we're, if I'm leaving the house, even though I think it's stupid, I have to tell him, this is where I'm going and this is when I'll be back. When you love someone, you make sacrifices, even if you think it's dumb. That was Nathan. Sowing seeds of truth, love, and inspiration, one view at a time. But there's more, like there's countless because every interaction with them is super fucking awkward. To that point, like even earlier when they're doing the questions, wouldn't you think that even like if you did give the bad answer and then saw that reaction from your partner, that, then you'd follow it up be like, but also this, this, and this. It's weird that they don't even, like they genuinely don't even try. Well, you see his kind of, and this next one that I'm gonna show you is a very good example of it. You see his like ego operating and like almost getting bruised by like when she mentions anything that bothers her or that she like feels like kind of insecure about in the relationship he just sees it as like an attack on him so i can't even imagine how these arguments go in, in person but this is the same lady reacting to, to an adult this video of them a narcissistic injury on camera in real time yes there you go something tells me this man's go-to method for communication is the silent treatment i had to go to urgent care one day and i wanted nathaniel to keep the boy so i could go by myself and like we were kind of going back and forth about it, trying to make a plan. And I was like, never mind, I'll just take them. Like thinking he would know, okay, she doesn't want to go to an appointment and sit there for an hour with two little kids running around. Maybe I should watch them. But he just took it for what it was of what I said. And he was like, oh, you're going to take them? Okay, great. See you when you get back. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like just like seething, mad that he didn't catch on that I'm being sarcastic. So I feel like we kind of think like when we get annoyed about something, we maybe bring out some sarcasm and assume that the guy will pick up on the sarcasm and know what we really want. But it just doesn't happen because guys just take it for what just, it is. Look we at expect him. the look bare at minimum. But look they at do. him. A lesson to everyone. Maybe we should not do that. And lesson to the guys. Maybe you should pick up on that if we do do no. it. Stick to reality. I'm sorry. Okay. What vibe does he give you? Does he remind you of anyone? Oh, like, I, this feels like a pop quiz. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people compare him to Chris Watts. Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone that dark right off the bat. Chris Watts is better at acting like he loved his wife at times. Like, oh my God, you're actually right. This is painful for him to be there. The cracking of like the knuckles and the like shaking of his leg. And the like, yeah, the, like moving around the, the mouth and the lo the looking off into the distance. Yeah. Is... Like if my partner is saying something that bothered me, I'm going to look at them. Like he could not even fucking be bothered to look at his wife when she's saying, she, when she has a grievance with him. All in all, like people just have tried to be like, girl, get up and run. Like you gotta go. And she, for the most part, is just gonna sit by him. She's gonna stick by her man. And you know what? Whatever. I don't even know what I think about these people. I'm like, you both seem unhappy. Why? Who are you doing this for? It's not even just religions that push that dynamic, but it is a lot of religions that do because they discourage divorce and encourage like counseling and this will fix everything. Like go to a Christian counseling on BetterHelp. On the Red Pill podcast that I was watching that was having this whole debate, their whole like shtick was that um, people these days just don't want to put in the hard work and they just want everything too easy. And so it's like things get hard and just give up. And I'm like, that, no, like it's that women are able to leave their husbands now. Oh, it was because apparently women initiate like 80% of divorce. It's like, yeah, are you, are you surprised? <laughs> Literally, and I wonder then why. to them, they interpret that as like, women are these, like they are never gonna be happy and they're always looking for something else. And yeah, because we're so emotionally and, driven and not just. Oh my God. It's like, no, maybe now they're able to leave their husbands because they can actually have jobs that, like don't require them to be like indebted to their husband in order to live. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I also, I love how those guys are always saying that women are so emotional. And then I've seen people point out and be like, do you think they know that anger is an emotion? Because that's literally all they fucking are. 24 seven. But yeah, so I, there was no like real conclusion to this family. But when I saw them, I was like, this is right up there with like Ruby from eight passengers. Like this is like a really, really bad family channel. Oh, hi guys. It's Lily. Um, yeah. So we did have like another 20 minutes recorded, but, um, something happened with Jesse's computer and the audio got messed up. So turns out we actually don't have that 20 minutes, but, um, we're going to revisit those topics next week and hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay. Subscribe and comment. We love you. Bye.